Hello, and welcome to episode 25 of the Liberland Show. I'm your host, Adam J. Carswell. Today we are joined by Daryl W. Perry. Daryl is the founder of the Lieberland Roadrunners. Daryl, thank you for joining us today. And do you have any opening remarks for our listeners? Hey, thanks for having me on. And no, nah, I don't really have any opening remarks. I uh, didn't know that I was supposed to prepare some, but uh, <laughs> again, thanks for having me on and look forward to the conversation. Yeah, so tell us a little bit about the Lieberland Roadrunners. You know, you're the first sports relate. Well, we, we had a few people talk about sports previously on some other shows, but you're the first one to really be actively competing on behalf of Lieberland. So tell us about the Roadrunners and tell us about everything that you're working on. Yeah, so right now, uh, trying to find other Roadrunners that are, you know, either uh, Lieberland citizens or in the process of or interested in. Uh, so right now, the Strava group, which if anybody uh, wants to join, just search for Liberland Roadrunners on Strava. I do have it set to where they require admin approval. That way it just doesn't wind up getting flooded by people that have no connection to Liberland. Uh, so right now there's only two people in that group, but the hope is to create something akin to sort of a uh, national road running team. Olympics aren't necessarily in my future, but, uh, you know, if one day Liberland gets international recognition and they do wind up being able to field people into the Olympics, it would be nice to have people that are actually eligible. Right. Well, you, well, you could be the coach maybe at that point. Oh yeah, definitely. I, I'm, I'm definitely the coach. Perfect. I guess tell us um, a little bit more about your running background. When did you start running? Yeah, so I really started running about two years ago. If we back up just a little bit beyond that, right at four years ago, I weighed over 300 pounds and I got tired of being a big, huge fat guy and drastically changed how I ate, how I thought about food, lost uh, about 145 pounds over the course of a year. Uh, not something that I recommend other people trying to do. If you're <laughs> going to lose weight, don't lose it that fast. And also, if you're going to lose weight, have help from either a personal trainer, a dietitian, uh, some type of doctor, which, you know, again, I, I didn't have any of that. So there are definitely mistakes that I made. But after I lost the weight, I decided that, you know, like I wanted to do something. And there was a gym that I was going to where I misunderstood the gym owner. She was French Canadian, had a bit of an accent. I thought she said that there was going to be a small triathlon on the roof. And I'm thinking like swim laps in a kiddie pool and then ride a bike and run some circles. Turns out what she said was, it's a small triathlon. We're going to do it as a group, meaning that there was a group of people from the gym that had signed up to do the triathlon. And you know, I was like, all right, yeah, I'll do this thing. And I was still recovering from a knee injury. So I was more focused on the biking and the running portion. Mm -hmm. And totally forgot to even get in the water. <laughs> and so the triathlon began and I go out swimming and, you know, like nerves hit and I oh, man. start having trouble breathing in the water. And then my shoulder started hurting and I thought like half a dozen times I was going to drown. Oh man. But luckily I wound up finishing. It was only a quarter mile swim. I just 
kept like doggy paddling between the <laughs> safety canoes, holding on for a minute or so, and then paddle a little more. So then I finished and had problems with the bike where my bike actually broke and somebody had to lend me a bike so that I could do the bike ride. And then there was the 5k run that for me, I was so exhausted. It was almost all walking, but I finished. And then I told the uh, race director, I said, if I ever tell you anything so stupid as I'm going to do your triathlon again, slap me. And she said, oh, you'll be back. And I was like, nah. And well, the next year I signed up for the triathlon again. And this time I actually started training for the swim and then realized, you know, for some reason, like I just can't do the breathing in the water thing anymore. And I was just super slow on the swim and decided I'm just going to drop down and just do the 5k that they had. I had a lot of fun just doing the 5k. And so then I looked for another race to do and found something called a color run, oh, yeah. which if you've never done one, they're very fun. So, you know, you run, walk, do whatever, you know, forward motion thing in the 5k. And along the course, there are people with colored powders that they throw at you. There are some where they spray you with foam cannons, but again, just a really fun thing. Then I decided, you know what? I actually want to be able to run an entire 5k without having any walking at all. Mm -hmm. Then when I was looking for different races, somehow I stumbled across this half marathon that was being put on by a group called Mainly Marathons, but they do a bunch of different distances. And they said, there's no time limit. We'll be here as long as we need to be for the last person to finish. I was like, all right. So there's like no pressure at all. I'll sign up and do that just to see if I can. And I wound up, it was a lot of running and a lot of walking. Uh, I think I walked about half of it ran the other half, uh, you know, throughout the course of what's referred to as intervals, where you run for a bit, you walk for a bit, run for a bit, walk for a bit. Mm -hmm. Finished in two hours, 31 minutes, 56 seconds. I wanted to finish in two and a half hours, missed the goal by a minute 56. And I know why I missed the goal is why because is I had to, I had to go to the bathroom in the middle <laughs> of the race. And the way the course was set up, they didn't have usable bathrooms on the course uh, as far as it was an out and back course where you went out a mile, turned around, came back. Okay. I tried opening the door to the bathrooms that were actually there, but they were locked. And so when I got back to the turnaround point, I had to run to the bathrooms that were behind all of the aid stations of oh, here's wow. water, here's food, stuff like that. So if I didn't have to do that bathroom break, I would have hit my goal of 230. But I had fun. It, it was difficult to walk for about a day afterwards because, you know, it's not something that I was used to doing. Mm -hmm. But then somebody told me about this other half marathon that was a couple months later in the Portland area, Portland, Maine. And I was like, all right, yeah, I'll sign up and do that. And wound up doing much better. Uh, finished that one in, I think it was two hours and 18 minutes. and. Mm -hmm. Then decided, all right, well, there's one in the town that I was living at the time, Keene, New Hampshire. I'll sign up and I'll do that one too. And my goal for that one, uh, the Clarence Damar Half Marathon, that was, again, two years ago, so 2017, my goal was to run the entire thing. No walking throughout any portion of mm -hmm. the half marathon. And remember, my goal just like a year prior was I want to run a 5K the entire way. 
wow. uh, which I wound up doing a few times throughout 2017. The Clarence Tamar half marathon, I wound up uh, running the whole thing and getting a sub two hour time, uh, 156.49. Wow. And I was just super thrilled because I, I didn't even expect to get under two hours. I thought I'd finish in about 208, 210. And again, I, I was just very thrilled. And then last year, I ran a bunch of races, including the New York Marathon. I was a charity runner for the Innocence Project. And I forget when I wound up having the thought of, wait a second, you always see like the, the people that wind up winning the races, you always see at the end, they're holding up a flag of whatever country. What if I carry a Liberland flag with me yep. and pull that out towards the end of the race and run with it for a bit and then you know hold it up in the finish line pictures? And so I did that. And I actually ran, there was a 5K the day before the New York Marathon. I ran the 5K wearing a, a jersey, like a, a racing jersey that has basically the Liberland flag on it. It's the coat of arms. Uh -huh. So uh, I've actually run quite a few races now with the Liberland shirt and carried the flag, uh, both the New York Marathon. I uh, carried it with a couple other races, but didn't necessarily pull it out for finish line photos, uh, but carried it with me when I did the New York half just a few weeks ago. Wow. That is a lot of running that you've done in the past four years. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I've actually got spreadsheets. So if you give me a minute, I could pull up and tell you how many miles I've run over the last <laughs> few years. And I actually uh, ran a thousand miles just last year. Uh, the goal this year is to do 1500, a hundred of that. The plan is to have a hundred of that come during the ghost train which is a 30-hour ultra that I'll be running in October. I do want to say, actually, uh, might as well let the audience know, for the first time ever in Lieberland show history, we actually have a live audience today, Brandon Hauser, who is working on founding the Lieberland Athletic Network. I know this is going to be one of the first stories, articles uh, posted. It's, it's going to be tied to Daryl and the Lieberland Roadrunner. So guys listening, just remember, um, Lieberland Athletic Network is coming to you soon. Yeah, so I just pulled up the spreadsheet that I've got oh, okay. here. And since I started tracking miles in 2016, I've run 1,906 miles. So that's, that's a lot. <laughs> uh, probably by, I, I'm not sure if it's going to be by the end of this month, but definitely early May, I'll cross 2,000 miles total since I started tracking. Nice. Yeah, we'll be, we'll be looking for a post. Yeah. Um, so now we, we, we tie back into your journey as a Liberlandian. How did, how did that begin? Yeah, so I've been a libertarian activist for a long time. And then when I first heard about Liberland a couple of years ago, I think I fairly quickly wound up uh, reading the Constitution, or at that time it might have just been the proposed Constitution, I don't remember, and signing up for, hey, I'm interested in this. Right now, one of the things that's you know holding me and I think several others back from actually getting Liberland citizenship is the cost. You know, because there is a cost associated with everything. It looks like the e-residency should be uh, coming available soon to where people can actually wind up signing up for that, and that's a much lower cost and is apparently now required before actually applying for full-on 
Liberland citizenship. You know, again, as a libertarian, I've always wanted a free society, and it looks like you know there are other people that are actually working towards not just trying to reform the government in the U.S., but hey, here's a piece of land that nobody claims. Let's try something there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I'm looking forward to the first uh, the first Liberland 5K now as well. I do a little running myself. Yeah, and you know, there's actually something uh, I'm not sure if you've ever heard of Global Running Day, uh, but it's something that Strava puts out, and a few other big organizations are involved in promoting. And I've actually signed up, pre-registered uh, the Liberland Roadrunners to field a team, a uh, team being in air quotes there, mm-hmm. for Global Running Day. And so look for a sign-up fairly soon for that. Yeah, at the very least, there will be a uh, Liberland Virtual 5K. I'm not sure if you're familiar with virtual running or no, but not. Out of it. Yeah, so what it is, you actually have to go do the running, but you don't gather at the same place and same time as everybody else that's doing the run. Mm-hmm. So that's why that's the virtual aspect of it. Some people think, oh, virtual. So I just like sit there and pretend <laughs> to run. No, you, you still have to do the running. But again, the, the virtual aspect of the race is it's not, <laughs> I'm it's not I, I, the I know same start and same finish as everybody else. <laughs> I'm cracking up because I'm just thinking to myself, I, I know, I, I get what you're saying. There's probably like an app or something that people use. But for some reason, I just envision someone like on a treadmill with like some VR gear on. Like, that actually would oh, be pretty can, cool. I, I, not that I you think you could totally do it. You could totally do the virtual run on a treadmill. Uh, oh, and oh, so you, probably, do put on the, you do put on the head, um, the goggles? No, what, what I'm saying is you could run the miles for the virtual race oh, on a treadmill gotcha, if you gotcha. wanted to. Uh, okay. Now, there are some, so I, I mentioned Strava a few times. It's an app that allows you to track mileage, track workouts, and there are several other apps that are similar, but I really like Strava because it allows you to actually interact with other runners. Mm-hmm. So you can wind up saying, here's my friend that lives in you know, wherever. This is the run that they did yesterday. You can you know, like the thing and then leave comments. You can post pictures with your run, which I've done for a couple of things. There are some people that you know, like every run they go on, they'll stop and take a picture. Uh, nice. I might yeah. have to get in on this. Yeah, so it's kind of a social network specifically for runners, and they've got biking and you know other things on there. The people I interact with are runners, but you know it, it's basically a fitness focused uh, social network. Yeah, yeah, that's really cool. I'm gonna check yours out after this. We'll also make sure we put it in the show notes as well. Yeah. So um, again, tying tying back into Lieberland. Can you tell us about a unique experience that you've had so far um, since being with Lieberland? Not, can't really think of any, you know, like obviously I've interacted with various people online, but uh, I've not yet had the chance to meet Beat or any of the other people, you know, involved with the Lieberland government. Uh, I do know a couple of the representatives for various states. 
like I said, unfortunately not had the opportunity <laughs> to attend like any of the Liberland parties or didn't they have an anniversary celebration recently? Yep. Yep. You're right. By yeah, the time, I, I by didn't the time get to we attend go, that either. Yeah, no worries. No worries. Oh man, I just had had it running. Oh, so I'm thinking your most unique experience as a Liberlandian is yet to come, which is when you orchestrate the first virtual 5K. Yes, uh, that's definitely going to be interesting, as well as when I go to Berlin this fall to run the Berlin Marathon, mm. I'll be carrying the Liberland flag with me there as well. So it might be the first time that the Liberland flag has gone through the Brandenburg gates. I'm not really sure. Yeah, yeah that would be really cool. I'm sure we'll be following you for that. Is there um, like a Facebook page or uh, somewhere besides Strava that people can track you or, or Liberland Roadrunners? So there is a Facebook page uh, where I post some of the stuff. I actually need to post the pictures from the half marathon that I did this past weekend, mm -hmm. where, again, was wearing the uh, Liberland shirt while running. Yeah, so it's mostly Strava, Facebook. Yeah, I mentioned the Berlin Marathon. I'm also running Chicago. Running Chicago as a charity runner, uh, where I mentioned I did New York as charity runner as well, brought in $5,000 for the Innocence Project wow. last year for New York, raising money this year for Chicago for the Ronald McDonald House. I, I'm guessing you're familiar with Ross Ulbricht? I actually am not. Enlighten me. So Ross Ulbricht was the creator of the Silk Road online market. Wow. Okay. Uh, currently serving two life sentences plus <laughs> 40 years. Uh, I'll be running the Bay of Fundy marathon wearing a customized free Ross t-shirt <laughs> and wound up. So the, the way I wound up having to wear that t-shirt for Bay of Fundy is that the New Hampshire Liberty Forum, Lynn Albrecht was there, Ross's mother, and she was talking about doing a fundraiser. And I said, all right, if you wind up, do, let, let me ask first, do you have a funding goal? And she said, no, just, you know, whatever we can bring in. I said, all right. You bring in a thousand dollars, and I'll wear a free raw shirt the next marathon that I do. She said, "Okay." She mentions that, and then somebody stands up immediately and says, "I'll match the first thousand. <laughs> and so then everybody around the room is like, "All right, well, I'll throw in this amount. I'll throw in this," and they very quickly got that thousand dollars. I think they wound up bringing in almost six thousand that night. Nice. So, yeah, free so that. The, the next marathon that I do is dedicated to Ross. The, the other ones that I do throughout the year, I'm definitely carrying that Liberland flag with me. Berlin, I'm probably most likely, since I'm not part of a charity team, I'll wear the Liberland shirt while running as well. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, a lot of times when running, you know, these bigger races, runners will chat amongst themselves on the course especially if somebody has a unique shirt of, Hey, what, what's that? T tell me what that's about. Right. Uh, so, you know, maybe it'll start some conversation. I'm sure it will. I'm sure it will. We're looking forward to it. Definitely. Last question for you before we head out of here, where do you see Lieberland in the next three to five years? Hopefully. And you know, th this is something that, you know, nobody really knows the official process because there's not an official process on international recognition uh, where it seems like, you know, just people start saying, oh, yes, that's a legitimate country. And hopefully that happens for Lieberland. You know, there have been a lot of positive developments that I've seen mm -hmm. recently. The opening of an embassy in, where was it, Brussels, yep. I think. Uh, there was 
some kind of presentation to the European Parliament not too long ago. So maybe things will wind up going in that direction of actually getting international recognition. If it doesn't go that far, then hopefully just the Croatian government no longer arresting people that try to go to this land that they don't claim. Uh, you know, that, that, that's at least like the bare minimum of what I want to see is people <laughs> not getting arrested for going there. I think that's the general consensus. So we'll see. Only time will tell. But uh, I think you're right. There's, very, there's a lot of reasons to be optimistic. Yes. And we already talked about it a few times, but Daryl, again, the best way for anyone listening to follow up and get in touch with you? Uh, yeah, so you can go to, uh, again, search on Strava for Liberland Roadrunners. There's also LiberlandRoadrunners.com that currently forwards to the Facebook. Uh, so Facebook, Strava, find me on either of those places. Perfect. All right. Thank you for coming on the show, Daryl. This has been a lot of fun. Yeah, thanks for having me. Guys, this has been episode 25 of the Lieberland Show. I'm your host, Adam J. Carswell, and today we were joined by Daryl W. Perry, the founder of the Lieberland Roadrunners. Thank you for tuning in, and we will catch you in the next episode.